This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. About a year ago, if you remember, well, actually more than a year ago now, uh, conversion therapy was a, a very hot topic in our country. Conversion therapy, which I guess in its simplest terms, very simplest terms, would be counseling that attempts to convert someone's sexuality um, from homosexual to heterosexual. I mean, that's in its generalist terms. It's more nuanced than that. But our country's justice minister, David Lametti, called it torture. And you may remember in January of 2022, we banned it in Canada. But... It's come to light that that certainly didn't end the practice, not by any stretch. So, so where are we with this, and and what do we need to do um, to get a handle on this? We're going to chat with uh, Dr. Travis Salway, an assistant professor in health sciences uh, at Simon Fraser University. Dr. Salway, thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me, Shay. Listen, when we when we get into the conversion therapy, I define it in very general terms. How would you define it? Like when we talk about what we've banned uh, and what conversion therapy is, um, how would you define that? Yeah, that's such a great question because everyone uses the term and thinks about the term in in in, in different ways. Um, for me, these are practices, just like you said, um, counseling, something that's structured something that has sort of a plan to it, um, it, that could be offered by a healthcare practitioner or a religious leader, so it's not always a, a licensed uh, provider, um, but it does have the common um, goal of someone coming out of that practice uh, with um, a heterosexual or cisgender identity. Um, so in some cases, this means learning to live with these feelings of sexuality or gender that are different mm -hmm. from the norm, um, but keeping them quiet, suppressing them, uh, 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 kind of uh, making them something that you're not expressing or talking about. Um, and that's where we get into trouble because um, contemporary conversion practitioners will not say that they are actually changing right. or converting anyone. And there's a tremendous amount of gray area there, right? So, I mean, perhaps they aren't. I mean, maybe what they're yeah. doing doesn't fit that very narrow definition that we've laid out. That's right. And what we've seen in the U.S., uh, which has a longer history of enacting bans on conversion therapy or conversion practices, um, is that the practitioners will find different language and different labels to use to describe their services. So they're still meeting um, what is an unfortunate uh, ongoing societal demand for um, people to try to get, quote-unquote, get rid of their yeah. LGBTQ identity. Um, uh, they're just, you know, showing up at a practitioner who would use very different terminology. Now, we know that there's groups, I mean, they've studied this law, right? Like, they're well aware of, of the de definitions and, and what they can and can't do without getting into trouble, and that's part of the process that's underway now since we brought in the law, right? That's right, yeah. What we're trying to do, um, and this is, uh, you know, our... our, our um, uh, Ministry of Justice federally is interested in this. Um, LGBTQ community groups and right, community rights groups are interested in this. We're trying to get a sense of like, if someone is experiencing something that they think might be conversion practices, or if they're being told by a parent or teacher, hey, I think you should really go and talk to this person, for them to fully understand um, that, you know, even if 
it's too much that for them to actually bring a case against a practitioner through the criminal code. They should understand that our parliament has uh, declared that those practices are incompatible with Canadian values. And more importantly, they should be given access to resources that actually help them um, learn to appreciate and love themselves for who they are and, and, and learn that these identities are completely valid. Now, Lametti, the justice minister, he acknowledges that this is still going on, but he says in, in some ways that's almost to be expected there's a lag time after a new law comes into effect before everyone catches up and you know potential loopholes are closed is is that reasonable or do we need to get to work on this so i i completely understand that it takes time for um a law to be enacted and for the people who uh, then can take action to really get resources in place. But we have been pretty slow um, to, to, to act on this. So, you know, we're now a solid uh, year and a half um, uh, out since the conversion therapy ban is, is law in Canada. Um, and we haven't seen a whole lot of resources, uh, for example, um, legal resources to help someone understand, well, what would, what would it look like if you were to go to the RCMP and, and actually um, report um, your experiences of one of these practices. Um, and we haven't seen a lot of education to uh, young people, to teachers, to religious leaders to understand, um, you know, exactly what you said earlier about the gray zone, that even if someone is um, not operating a conversion therapy program that agrees completely with what you would see in the in in the law that was passed in the criminal code um that even these converse quote unquote conversations <laughs> that um still have a goal of getting someone to suppress their lgbtq identity those um still have harm and um there's actually a lot of options if you are a parent or you are um uh, you know an adult um who uh, is working with a, a young person who's who's questioning their identity or who are dealing with these feelings, there's options to help them make sure that they are going to have a happy and healthy and fulfilled life. Um, and we need to be able to get those educational supports yeah. to, to everyone in those positions. I think you're that's part of it, right? And there is a learning curve. I understand that. He also talked about law enforcement having a learning curve, mm -hmm. too, and not necessarily recognizing when some lines have been crossed. Does that take time, or is that something we need to do some work around that as well? Yeah, I think um, it, it won't happen overnight, but we certainly need to get moving. Um, there, there. Uh, I personally haven't seen a lot of action on that front um, when it comes to RCMP and and legal or, or um, prosecution pathways uh, that I would have expected um, after 18 months. Um, Dr. Salwe, thank you so much for joining us. It's an interesting conversation. We'll follow up and, and we'll see where we go. Are you, are you hopeful that we'll get to the right place uh, eventually? I mean, and it just is a matter of time or um, have we missed the mark? No, I'm, I'm absolutely hopeful. Um, you know, if you'd asked me a few years ago, yeah. would we have all party support for a bill to ban conversion therapy in Canada? I would have um, been a little bit more skeptical, but here we are. Uh, we, we, we've heard loud and clear that, um, that um, Canadians in general and our politicians in particular want us to take action on this. So I think we'll get there. Excellent. Okay. Uh, Dr. Salwe, thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate it.